We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. another episode of Butting Heads Podcast, where we just live through pain and suffering of being fans of the Los Angeles football team, the the one that people care about. I'm Steve Ribeiro, here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, another week of pain, man. How are we doing? Yeah, this was a, this was a really tough loss, but... Uh... Again, I can't say that I'm really surprised. We're recording this on Tuesday night, so not too far removed from the Rams' debacle against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, entering the fourth quarter with a 14-point lead or a 7-point lead and losing by 7. You know, real, uh, real tough day for them. Uh, real tough day out there. So uh, <laughs> the scapegoat has been named. They cut Brad Maher. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Rams kicker, if you somehow don't know who that is and you're listening to this podcast, good for you. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about this game a little bit. Uh, this this was fr- one of the most frustrating Rams games I think I've watched in a long time. Not in a long time, like, because last year was insane. But I guess this year, because, you know, like, when we lost the Bengals, while that was a game we should have won, and while the Bengals have been bad this year, like, they still have a good player, a lot of good players, and on paper, they're a Super Bowl contender. And the Steelers have a lot of good players, and they're well-coached, you know, historically have always been a tough out for everybody, no matter what the team looks like in the Mike Tomlin era. But God damn, man, they are not good. 
and I can't believe we lost to them. And there was obviously a terrible spot at the end of the game, uh, which ended the game when we should have stopped them on fourth and one. And a lot of people are pointing that not a lot. Of, actually, it's been pretty split on Twitter from what I've read. There was a lot of hefty reaction after the game that the refs cost us the game. And then myself and a lot of people were quick to point out the Rams did not deserve to win this game, you know, no matter what happened there. And even if they spotted that ball correctly, it was a huge stop by the defense on fourth and one. They still have to drive down the field, score a touchdown, make an extra point, and then win in overtime. I don't think that would have happened based on the football team I watched in the second half of that game. Uh, they shot themselves in the foot nonstop in this game. And it was re- it was easily the most disappointing game of the year. Uh, again, getting your ass beat by Jamar Chase having like 150 yards is different than watching George Pickens do literally whatever he wanted. George Pickens is good, okay? He's not Jamar Chase. Uh, this was like disgusting on offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, I, I mean, this has been one of the weirdest games that I've seen in quite some time um, because it, it it does kind of go back to last season where you just kind of can't really put, put a finger on what exactly went wrong because pretty much everything went wrong. And on all sides of the football, mind you, as well. So it, it's it's frustrating because this was a very winnable game. There was there there was entire quarters where the Rams could have you know run away with this game. So it didn't even have to come down to the wire, but it did. And in the end, the Steelers just made the better adjustments in the second half. And, and it's it's frustrating because you know that based on what you've seen, what the Rams have done so far this season, they are the better team. But they sure as hell did not play like that. And I guess for the first time this year, in my opinion, it was a very rare loss to the secondary. Because, again, like like Steve said, to, to kind of give up some yardage to – you know, elite receiver like Jamar Chase, that's one thing. And even then, it was just Chase in that game, really, um, which you you could kind of expect against any defense, not just the Rams. But this game, making George Pickens look like an elite player, Deontay Johnson coming back looking like he never left, that, that's, that can't happen. And it's weird because, you know, Akela Witherspoon has been very solid for us all season long. This was definitely his worst performance of the season. Uh, but you can kind of give him a pass considering how well he's done the rest of the season. But, well, man, if, if there was ever a time to show up, it would have been against this former team. I mean, he's just not the guy. Like, he's a good player. Very solid guy to have in your quarterback room. Even like a fine, maybe even a fine number two corner. Uh, but there's a reason we signed this guy in the middle of the summer for nothing. Uh, because he's he's not a number one corner. 
And that's what he's being tasked at with because uh, Darian Kendrick is bad, uh, apparently on and off the field. And Kobe Durant, Kobe Durant played pretty well in this game, but um, I mean, as well as anyone did. I'm not going to sit here and tout him having a great performance. He played better than the other two. That doesn't really mean anything. But like, there's not this group doesn't have a guy who can lead, who can be the number one corner. It just doesn't exist. And when you don't have that guy, everyone else in the room is being overtasked. And, you know, again, Pickens and DeAndre Johnson are solid receivers. Good players. Pickens is probably going to be a really good player eventually. But Kenny Pickett's not good. Uh, this offense has been dog shit for the season. And we are making them look like Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, dude. It's like... This is the secondary, I think, that we thought we would see going into the season. When we previewed that Seahawks game, we were like, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to eviscerate us. And they didn't. And for the most part this year, this secondary has shockingly held their own. But in this game, this is the unit we expected going into the season. It's only surprising because the team has looked as good as they have up until this point. Um, somehow this is a team that is destroying expectations, but also underperforming. Like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's such a bizarre team. And in this game, it looked like the team we expected going into the season. The offense looked pretty good. Uh, some inexcusable mistakes, especially... You know, the interception by Stafford that basically swung the entire game and the the drops uh, by by everybody. Uh, every I feel like every single receiver, maybe except Tutu Atwell, had a costly drop in this game. Cooper Cup had a couple. Two catches on seven targets. That's crazy for him. Uh, Puka had one. Although we're not going to besmirch him today. Tyler Higby had one. Uh, just... The offense, but the offense was passable for the most part, and the defense was bad. The defense was horrible. And they can't fucking tackle anybody, dude. It, that one I kind of understand, considering that their best linebacker in Ernest Jones was not active in the game. So I kind of understand that because now you're asking Christian Roseboom to basically be your guy. And I like Roseboom as a backup, maybe as a special teams contributor. I do not like him as a starter. Um, but that's, again, inside linebacker was one of those spots that the Rams could not address because of all of the other positions that they needed to address. And it's very clear that if the Rams do want to incorporate more dual inside linebacker sets, they need to invest inside in, uh, inside linebacker next season, whether it be through the draft or through free agency. They need to address that spot at some point because they can't go another season with Roseboom as the starting inside linebacker. <laughs> yeah, Ernest Jones played eighty-one percent of the snaps in this game, so I'm not giving them. I'm not giving them a pass. Uh, this was outrageously awful tackling. And oh, he yeah, he was out there. 
Uh, he was questioned. Oh, I thought he was inactive so for some reason. No, no, he was out there. There was just... Oh, uh, okay, okay. You just noticed Christian Roseboom missing a shitload of tackles. Um, like, That's probably what it was. Yeah, and it's... It's just so weird because this is all the shit we were saying. Entering the season, and for six weeks, the Rams kind of made us forget about a lot of this uh, because of how close, like, even in losses, they were playing, I mean, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Bengals. Entering the season, were Super Bowl contenders, and two out of the three still are, uh, and we held our own with those teams uh, in our in our three losses. And so this is the first game really where, it's a game that, you know, we are the better team and should have won. Um, and, like, all this shit we said about they lost Leonard Floyd, they lost Bobby Wagner, they lost Jalen Ramsey, they lost uh, Dave, fucking David Long, I guess. No, who am I thinking of? Nick Scott is the guy with a generic name that started last year. They lost Nick Scott. Uh and they didn't really replace any of these guys. You bring in Akella Witherspoon at the last second uh, to help replace Jalen fucking Ramsey. And you bring in no one to replace Leonard Floyd. Uh, you you drop Byron Young, I guess. But, like, there's nobody on the other side of him. You don't bring in anyone to replace Bobby Wagner. You don't. Um, you draft uh, Kobe Turner to replace... Who was our defensive tackle last year? Greg Gaines was he on the team last yes. year? Greg Gaines, Ashawn Robinson. You just, I think it was like seven or eight starters left, and the only free agents we signed were Akella Witherspoon in like June and John Johnson two weeks before the season starts. So this is what it's going to look like. Um, it's a defense because you have Aaron Donald out there and a couple other guys who are playing well. You're going to hold your own sometimes, but they are just missing players. And, I mean, this is the team. This was the team we thought we'd see going into the season. Uh, hopefully, we can get back to the team that we've been seeing this year, but we'll see if that can happen. Yeah, I I don't anticipate this going to be the norm for the rest of the season. At least I hope not. Because otherwise, I'll just be pissed off every Sunday. But um, I I do think that this was something that um, Sean McVay and Raheem Morris is going to try and adjust to. Um, but I again, I don't know how much you can adjust from this because it's not so much a a coaching thing, at least not com- completely. It's more of just talent you know we're starting to see the the youth is starting to show in this team and just not enough leaders on this squad to you know elevate this team to the next level at least defensively anyway offensively they're there i guess but um even still you know that has some issues in and of itself which was kind of weird considering that i feel like offensively the Rams are in a better place than I would have anticipated. Yeah, and this wasn't the best day offensively. Um, to their credit, they're down Kyron Williams, they're down Ronnie Rivers. Royce Feeman looking fucking great out there. Uh, 
honestly had a lot of runs that probably could have gone for longer if he didn't get tripped up. Uh, Daryl Henderson, 18 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I listened to our other, our sister podcast over there, Derek and Tommy. Uh, and Tommy is apparently the only person coming out of this game saying Daryl Henderson is bad. Uh, guy looked solid. I am not going to complain about that. Um, and they ran the ball 31 times. So a game where I felt like they did commit to the run. Could they have committed to it even further? Sure. Um, some people were blaming McVay for not calling a run first play of the second half. I think it's kind of outrageous because he didn't call dial up a play for Matthew Stafford to throw an interception. Um, I thought coaching-wise, yeah, I think there were some things they could have done better. A little bad timeout management down the stretch that cost us, but uh, this game, this loss on the players. I'm not blaming the coaching staff for this one. The players played like shit, except for a couple guys. But, Steve, what about the refs? And I'm done with that shit, man. <laughs> I'm d- you, I have been done with that for five years. Uh, and the way we've talked about Saints fans and how they reacted to the NFC Championship, I know it's been a long time. But if we are going to clown them for blaming the rest for losing that game because football games come down to one play, and then we're going to turn down, around in this one and say the refs cost us the game, Let's fucking take it easy. Even on that uh, pass interference call that was questionable, they turned around and made another questionable taunting call. So it's like they were bad all around. It screwed us in the end. I don't think we would have scored. We are not playing well. You know, there was a pass interference that didn't get called in this one NFC championship game. Oh one my year. God. <laughs> Miss me with that bullshit. Uh, can we talk about Puka Nakua, dude? Jesus Christ. This guy's unbelievable. I mean, you you could you could absolutely say that he was the best player on, on, on the field uh, last week. Without I don't question. think that's controversial. Man, the plays he was making were outrageous. And even it was this game he dropped a touchdown, right? That was this week. Was it this week? The shit fades together, man. Uh, Whether he did or didn't, he still had eight catches for 154 yards on 12 targets. Uh, The sideline catch, we've all seen it. Unbelievable. Um, Cooper Cup's back. And people thought maybe he was just getting the targets that Cooper Cup was getting. Nah, this guy's a fucking real deal. It's almost insulting at this point that we are calling him Robert Woods' replacement. Because uh, he are, I'm pretty sure he already has more receptions than he did in his best season at BYU. Uh, I yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's that's a possibility. I think, I think it was like forty-eight, and he's at he's at at least like fifty something right now. I mean, dude's been like the only target for for like how many consecutive weeks now? Well, but Cooper Cup is on the field. He's in the game. He's playing now. That's true. That's true. 
And this motherfucker. But keep in, keep in <laughs> mind that this is he, he's not exactly you know. Uh, I I would say that he's not one hundred percent yet. I I don't I mean, agree. You could kind of tell. I I don't agree. You don't you don't think so? No, look at his numbers. I don't know, man. man. He he doesn't look like the same Cooper Cup this week. But uh, I mean, look at the other two games he played in this. Last week he had seven catches for 148 yards. Week before that, eight catches Fair. for 118 yards. Um, I think he just had a bad day. You know, everyone has bad days. Uh, but like, Puka did not Cooper. <laughs> he had one. Everybody has one, um, but he he has 58 catches for 752 yards. We've played seven games. He's on pace for like 130 catches for like 1,600 yards or something like that. That would be incredible. And I don't care. I, I think he gets rookie of the year. I was going to say, I don't care how good of a season CJ Stroud is having. If this fucking guy has 1,400 yards as a rookie, you are giving him the rookie of the year. Period. Period. There's nobody else. I, I would really love to agree with you, but considering how much the NFL has a hard on for for uh, quarterbacks, it's insane. I have my doubts. Stroud's playing great. Puka Nakua is playing at a historic level. It's the same argument we had about the MVP in 2021 between Aaron Rodgers and Cooper Cup, but this isn't the fucking MVP, man. It's Rookie of the Year. If Puka Nakua keeps up at this pace, you can't not give it to him. It'd just be so crazy. Ugh. What I mean, goddamn man, this is uh it's gonna be a franchise changing draft for this team, I think. If if Avila ends up being a cornerstone of this offensive line. And you lock in him, you lock in Puka Nakua, you get hopefully good players out of Byron Young and Kobe Turner, I think. Turner's almost already there. I think he's definitely going to be a solid rotational guy for the next four years. Byron Young, we'll see. I think he'll get there. Not there yet. Um, but damn. I love Puka. That's all I had on this game. Did you have anything else we didn't get to? Besides Brett, who we'll get to next? I was, I was just going to say, big difference from uh, the 2022 NFL draft, right? God, yeah. All of them. I mean, even 2021, like, we could talk about 2-2 now. It took him fucking two years, three years to get to this level. What a touchdown by him, by the way. That was crazy. It was a a hell of a touchdown. I really thought that was picked, too. Some people on Twitter were saying that was a designed pass at 2-2 Atwell. Get the fuck out of here. There's no I will take way. the accidental touchdown, man. We are not that good at this, okay? That was not on purpose. No <laughs> shot. Just like we planned. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a good play by Stafford, too, even if it almost was a pick. Uh, he gave him a shot. I don't know. 
Let's take a quick break and then talk about the kicker. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. So... Rams cut Brett Maher uh, infamously after a really good season with Dallas last year had a meltdown in the playoffs that cost them gets cut ends up here gets cut after this week he missed two field goals and an extra point in this game um, I mean you could tell after the second field goal missed the guy the guy was lost uh, he had beaten himself and it's pretty unfortunate he went 17 to 23 on the year Two misses inside 40 to 49 and four from 50 plus. This was the only extra point he missed. And so, like, I don't know. He he was maybe the biggest defender in us losing this game. Not the only one. Uh, and maybe second behind the secondary, if you ask me. But so they cut him and they sign Lucas Havrasek, a practice squad kicker from the Browns. Hasn't only only has played in the preseason. Uh, in college, he went thirty four fifty three kicking field goals. Like, I think this is fucking silly. I think this is a silly decision. If you want to cut Maher, have a backup plan, okay? Like, Brett Maher is our kicker because we didn't have better options. Um, for whatever reason. Nobody's signing Robbie Gould. Maybe he's just asking for a buttload of money. Um, but, like, dude, dude, there's no fucking way this guy is going to be an upgrade. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'll be happy to be wrong. Um, but we've trotted out a lot of, like, no experience kickers over the last couple of years. And none of them have worked out. To the point where we try to do this preseason and just cut the guy. <laughs> I just think Maher's yeah, our best uh, option. Or just that didn't end well, did it? Yeah, no. I, we got the Cowboys next week. He's either going to exercise his demons in that game, or he's never going to play a snap in the NFL again. Let him do it. Let him give it a go. <laughs> I think this is dumb. Clearly, Steve misses money, Maher. You know. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, though, when I saw a news break this morning about, uh, you know, the Rams cutting Maher, was I surprised? No. No, it, me neither. It was such a horrendous performance. 
I mean, I, I think it was like such an awful performance that the Rams really didn't give a shit at that point and just was like, you know what? Someone needs to be fired. Maher, you're the scapegoat. Um, let's find somebody else. And so they got someone. Yeah. Uh, but it, I but it's... can't claim to know. It's two fifty yarders, you know. Like they were. The second one was an ugly fucking miss. Uh, but even if he makes both those field goals, you know, you could say that you add the seven points he didn't get, uh, and it's tied. But they went for two as a result of him missing a field goal earlier in the game. So or an extra point. So they it's still twenty four to twenty three. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, that that's definitely true. I'm not, I'm not mad they cut him. I, just, I get it. But this guy, like, looking at the resume, man, it's like, after one game, one bad game, how do you compare these two? And you're like, this is our best option. Maybe the, it's, I, it's Tuesday night. I just night. think they were really upset. Yeah. But I don't know, man. You gonna cut Darian Kendrick after this game? Like, maybe, maybe by Thursday morning when this podcast goes live, they'll have added somebody, and this part will be redundant. But if Lucas Havrasek is our kicker going into next week, I think this was a dumb decision. Imagine he's the next Matt game. Somebody somebody responded to the tweet about that, and we're like, oh, sounds like Matt Gay before he be- became the best picker in the league. Matt Gay was a fucking All-American. No, it doesn't. He was an All-American in college. <laughs> no, he was fine with the Bucks. He got cut because they signed Tom Brady, and they brought in a vet. That's it. That's the whole reason he got cut by the Bucks. I don't know why he was available when we got him in, like, week eight, but he was a much better kicking prospect than this guy. Okay. He he never spent a full season not in the NFL. Let's never have that discussion again. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I guess in a in in a sense we gotta hope for the best and I, I guess you gotta look at the kicker as a week by week player situation. It, it may come down to if, you know, if things don't work out with this guy, maybe they have to, you know, force themselves to sign Roby Gold uh, because, yeah, I, I don't know what other options they really have other than signing more no-name kickers. It's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I don't think this is going to work out, but we'll see. Maher might have, might, Maher might have, if he stayed in the team, missed four field goals this week. Like, he looked, he looked like he was so far in his own head that he may never get out of it. But it's a regular season, man. It's week seven. If we gave him one more shot, I would have been okay with it. But, like, I just, this doesn't seem like a better option, man. It'd be like if they, because Matthew Stafford threw that pick. And then maybe if he threw another one, if if he played the worst half of his career last week, you're not going to play Brett Ripon <laughs> because why would you? You <laughs> That's know, such it's... a huge downgrade. <laughs> I, 
I mean, it's not it's not a one to one comparison, obviously, obviously, but the uh, the options aren't there. I don't know. As much as it's on brand for this podcast, I think we've spent too much time talking about kickers. Want to talk about prize picks? Yeah, I suppose we can give kickers the break. Prize picks, simple daily fantasy app. But instead of playing against other players, you're only playing against lines and yourself. You get a chance to pick between a couple players each week. I think you do four to six. They're going to give you a line of more or less than a specific stat. All you have to do is pick those lines right. And if you pick them all right, you're going to win some cash. It's so simple. It's easy to sign up. You just download the app. Use our promo code RAMSTALK. And you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. So if you use our code, you put in 100 bucks, you'll have $200 to play with. Um, so as always, Johnny and I, who are you know, admittedly not doing great at this, uh, are going to give our lines. And since we're recording this on Tuesday night, this is not a deal you guys can get right now. But if you just look at Tuesday night, you're going to get a Taco Tuesday special deal from Prize Picks. And this week, Johnny, Mike Evans... 34 and a half receiving yards against the Bills. Free money. That's free money. We both took it. I mean, how can you not? This this guy, he's like the only target right now. So, um, yeah, you, you got to take that. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Mr. Optimism here, you went with all overs this week, um, including... Matthew Stafford, 254 and a half passing yards. Now, he only had 231 in this game. So, are you going with a bounce back game here? I am. I am. I I, I took a look at this, um, and I, I thought to myself, what does Sean McVay do when they lose and they had a really good running game? They throw the ball like 60 times. So, yeah. I'm thinking that Matthew Stafford is going to air the ball out. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it will be a, a quote-unquote bounce-back game for the Rams. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I'm also putting in a line in that game. Yes. CeeDee Lamb, 70.5 yards against the Rams. I am smashing the over. Uh, if it was 120, <laughs> I might take it. After what I saw on the football field this week. Uh, just... Yikes! Definitely better than uh, much better better than uh, George Pickens. (laughs) Much better than George Pickens. Uh, (laughs) You got a former Ram on there, Jared Goff. Uh, What did you have him at, Johnny? Two hundred and fifty-two and a half passing yards at home against the Raiders. I think it's a great play. Yeah, I mean, you think the Rams secondary is terrible? Just uh, if you want to feel better go take a look at the Raiders secondary it's worse <laughs> uh now in the Buffalo Tampa Bay game you've got Dalton Kincaid 36 and a half yards you're taking more continuing the breakout and the reason being is because uh you know Knox is is knocked out so I think anyway <laughs> so I think uh against a really good defense like the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think Allen is going to be looking more towards tight end. And I think this is going to be a, a game for Kate. It might be a little wishful thinking, but I kind of like this idea. 
Dawson Knox out indefinitely with wrist surgery, so we are not lying to you. Uh, I like the play. Now, in that game, Rashad White, 49.5 rushing yards. I'm going less just because I think they're going to be playing from behind, and I don't think he's great, and their running game sucks. So I'll take less on that. Uh, Now, Johnny, we've got some bets in here that I could see because we hate ourselves, and one of yours is Austin Eckler, 52.5 rushing yards. You got him more. Now, I believe he did not hit uh, last week at 47.5 rushing yards. You did not. (laughs) So you're dipping back in the well against the Chicago Bears. I I have to, man. It's a redemption game. (laughs) We could hope so. I've got, uh, speaking of bets that I don't feel good about, Zach Wilson, 192.5 passing yards against the Giants. I'm going more, Johnny. The, the cross, the cross building rivalry, cross parking lot rivalry, whatever you want to call it, Giants and Jets. Zach Wilson, I think he's going to step up to the plate. He's been playing much better. Uh, it was a low bar, but he's been playing much better. Uh, now, I can't see your Jalen Hurts plan here. What is it? Your screenshot did not fit. <laughs> so I got Jalen Hurts here um, going up against the Washington Commanders. Uh, basically, more or um, it's a half a touchdown. So either he gets a touchdown or he doesn't um, as a rushing touchdown. And considering Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, that's just what they do in the end zone is quarterback sneak. Um, yeah, that that's going to happen. So uh, that was money right there. That's a good play. Now, my touchdown bet for the week, because I'm trendy, I'm going with uh, Travis Kelsey. Half a touchdown, I'm going more. Uh, Our guy is going to get in the end zone. Uh, America's sweetheart right now, Travis Kelsey. I I knew Steve was a closet Swifty. (laughs) I am not. I made my wife go see the movie by herself because I'm not sitting through three hours of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot there was a movie. <laughs> I'm also an advocate of going to the movies by yourself. Okay. It's great. I love doing it. Um, <laughs> so price picks. Anyways, if you want to join in on the fun, just download the app or go to pricepickscom slash Rams talk. Use our promo code Rams talk to match your first deposit up to $100 guys. That's free money. That's free money. And because you guys are smart, you're going to do better than us. So, Promo code R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K, alt caps, Rams talk, no spaces. First deposit match up to $100 on prize picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Something we haven't talked about, Johnny. We're seven weeks into the season now, and John Johnson has barely touched the field. And I don't really have any thoughts, but uh, it's just kind of wild to me that he's just sitting. And I don't necessarily think it's an incorrect decision, but... 
three safeties in this game played 49% of the snaps or more. And he wasn't one of them. He played 3%. Yeah, and, and to be fair, um, I imagine that uh, they they had to use a lot more Quentin Lake this game. Um, I'm imagining that was the third safety, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, it certainly wasn't John Johnson. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. Uh, and, and it is disappointing, but um, I – think that it just may be that John Johnson is not the same John Johnson we knew. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think East and Fuller are playing fine. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's kind of it's kind of tough because I have a love-hate relationship with, with Jordan Fuller because this is a guy that there are games where he looks solid out there and you're like, I can understand why Johnson's on the bench. And then there are some where you beat your head against the wall, wondering what the hell is he doing? And yeah, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I, I don't know. It's hard to say if we can get Johnson out there or not, but uh, I mean, it seems as though that the Rams are kind of adamant on keeping him just as a, a reserve role this year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm so happy he's here. Uh, Jordan Fuller in a contract year. He's probably going to continue the long-standing safety yes. of Ram or the tradition of Ram safeties not getting second contracts. I just realized I never answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> you, you answered the question I was about to ask. So uh, that's the chemistry you get here on Butting Heads. We're just reading each other's minds. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Unless he's just like really cheap, uh, I'd be surprised. I don't know. I don't think he's done enough. And just consistently, we're just able to filter in random fucking dudes at safety. And it works. And maybe they just bring John Johnson back and have him rotate in with yeast and Lake next year. But I don't think, um, again, unless Fuller's just really cheap. I, I doubt he's back. He He's not wearing the green dot, right? Is I'm assuming Ernest Jones is wearing the green dot? Or is it still Fuller? I No, I think it is still Fuller. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Uh, he's a captain, so... Uh, he's playing fine. Just for what he showed us his rookie year, um, hasn't lived up to those expectations but he's also shattered the expectations of what he was drafted to do so i think he'll probably get a nice yep. paycheck from somebody in the offseason uh let's talk about the cowboys now you just said on our prize pick segment you think this will be a bounce back game of sorts for the rams they opened at five and a half point underdogs you think they cover uh yeah i would say so wow are you are you about to pick a win here? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> the line's actually up to six and a half, uh, which is juicy. But I think when you look at the Cowboys, they've been a little hit or miss this year. They're four and two, uh, but they're fifth in points per game, giving up the fifth fewest yards per game. 
giving up the fourth fewest points per game defensively. Their losses are to the Cardinals, which was a just a fluke game. Shit happens. Uh, and they got blown out by the 49ers. Uh, their wins are against the Giants, Jets, Patriots, and Chargers. Now, the Patriots, Jets, and Giants, the Jets have gotten better. But at the time, they're really bad. The Giants are bad. The Patriots are bad. But they did blow those teams out the building. So it's it's not outside of the Cardinals, which is just like bizarre that uh, they lost that game. They've taken care of business for the most part. And I they're coming off a bye. I just think they're fucking good, man. I think this is a good team. You know, in the preseason, we talked about how they have really good roster, and at least my prediction was they're going to be really good in the regular season, and the same issues that have plagued them for the last four years are going to plague them again in the playoffs, because so I don't really believe in Mike McCarthy, and I don't believe in, I don't know if I don't believe in Dak Prescott, but I don't believe in the Dak Prescott-Mike McCarthy duo to get them over the hump. That being said, they're still really good, and they're way better than us, and I think they might blow the doors off of this game. Wow. I, I think Steve has become the new Derek Downer. Listen, man, I just watched George Pickens and Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson wipe us off the planet. And now we're playing Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. I don't know. I think, like, if you, if they watch that tape, anytime CeeDee Lamb's in single coverage, they're just going to throw him the ball. And he's probably going to catch it. And he's probably going to torch whoever's guardian. I mean, I... I'd throw it to him if uh, he was double covered with the way they play. <laughs> Shit. But uh, yeah, I I can't blame you to be honest. But I don't think they're gonna, you know, get blown out. I hope they don't get blown out because uh, I'll be uh, at a bar watching this game with some friends. So uh, yeah, I don't want to hear it the entire night. But maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Sunday is my wedding anniversary, so I don't want them to ruin my evening by destroying this game. Um, now, to play devil's advocate to myself, um, the Rams have played up to their opponents this year or down to their opponents. Uh, they did blow out the Cardinals in the second half of that game, but not in the first half. Um, the opposite with the Colts. They almost beat the 49ers. They played really well against the Eagles. They should have beaten the Bengals. So maybe this team's not capable of getting blown out. Maybe they hang around there with Dallas. I think they could. Um, and it's not like we haven't played good quarterback receiver duos. But I don't know. I don't like that Steelers game gave me the ick, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm scared. I feel like teams are just going to pounce at us. It really did shook him, guys. The the Steelers' loss really shook Steve to his core. Last week I said, <laughs> this would be fun to revisit. Last week I said, I think the Rams are going to make the playoffs because the teams behind them are bad. Now today... We are 
the ninth seed because the fucking Falcons are in first in the NFC South and the Bucks are in seventh and the Vikings are in eighth. The, now, these are the teams. The Falcons, the Bucks, the Vikings, the Commanders, the Saints. You can throw the Packers if you want. I'm not going to. Those are kind of the teams competing for the seventh seed. Uh, Seattle's in fifth now, four and two. Cowboys have dropped to six. How many of those teams do you think are better than us? Honestly, I still don't think not that many of them. I, I think the Vikings are better. Um, yeah, I'll give you that one. Even though they started out abysmal. Like, the fact that they haven't caved. Uh, and they beat the 49ers this week. And they almost beat the Chiefs two weeks ago. Uh, three and one in the last four. Their first three games were against the Bucks, Eagles, Chargers. The Bucks, you know, I, I think we're better than the Bucks, but they're a team. They can play, okay? Like they can play. Um, they're kind of like us playing up or down to their opponents. But the, I th- I still think we're better than a lot of these teams. I do not believe in the Commanders for a fucking second. I definitely don't believe in the Saints. Uh, I don't believe in the Falcons. I don't really believe in the Bucks. And ultimately, I think Minnesota gets the spot. But we need it. The losing to the Steelers is a, is a tough one. Now we play. I mean, we play most of these teams, so we will set ourselves up. We play the Packers. We play the Commanders. We play the Saints. We play the Seahawks again if we want to count them in the mix. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. Do you want to go with a score prediction for this Cowboys game? Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. And much like the Steelers game, it's going to be a heartbreaker, although it will be for a much better team. Uh, I think that the Rams end up winning this game. or uh, I'm sorry, the Cowboys end up winning this game uh, 28 to 24. I'm going to go 31 to 17. Mm, 31 to 14. We're not making any field goals. <laughs> <laughs> he had to throw in the kickers. <laughs> I just ha- I have to feed my Zero own narrative. Faith. I have to feed my own narrative at all times. <laughs> Hey, you know what? If your narratives all match this upcoming week, I want you to create a narrative for me winning the lottery because I I would love to see that. I do think, and I'm I'm probably being dramatic. It's one game. We might be fine. And losing to the Cowboys (laughs) doesn't matter. Uh, Ideally, we keep it close. I would say getting blown out by the Cowboys doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. They're a better team than us. We're on the road. Nobody expected us to win this game. Uh, but the momentum of losing that loss to the Steelers and then not playing well in this Cowboys game and then going into Green Bay, which is probably a must win at this point if if you're thinking they're going to lose to the Cowboys because going into the bye week three and six is brutal. Uh, not compared to expectations, but going into the year – but who this team is today, a team that should is good enough to be in the mix of the playoffs, going into the bye 
three and six would be tough. I think they need to have, even if it's a loss, somewhat of a bounce back game, like you said, against the Cowboys to ride some momentum, even though Green Bay is not very good. A tough environment in Lambeau uh, in a game that they need to take care of in this playoff race. So that's the dream. A win would be the dream. Uh, A moral victory would be acceptable. A non-blowout straight-up loss is fine, too. Are you sure you want a moral victory, Steve? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I I love a win. <laughs> um, To wrap things up, I... Yes or no? Zach Evans on the Rams next season. Making the roster. Oof, that is a tough one. Um, I I think he is. I I think that the Rams are too stubborn to cut him after year two. I don't know. For for a running back. This was one of the biggest votes of no confidence I've ever seen in my entire life. He He didn't even play, did he? Yeah. If he did, I don't recall. I don't think he took a snap. Uh, it would be... No, I don't think so either. But uh, neither did my boy Miles Gaskin either, so... Uh, he was a scratch, though. Um, which I guess he I was. think is just... That said more about their faith in Henderson than anything to me. Uh, who Henderson was 57% of the snaps. Royce Freeman, 43%. Evans didn't play. He didn't even get like a crack at it, which is to me like that's it, man. If you're if you're given Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman thirty carries, you don't believe in this guy at all. There's a learning curve with a lot of positions in the NFL. Running back historically hasn't really been one of them. That's very true. That's very true. And uh I think one of the because one of the biggest knocks on Evans was ball security. Um coming into, uh, you know, the NFL. So I don't know if that's kind of been like a huge issue for him, like at practice or something, but it, it may very well be if, you know, they, they kind of refuse to use him in a situation like this and opt to go with a guy that hadn't even been thought about playing in the NFL for this season, was making plans for the XFL. And then Royce Freeman, who has ridden the practice squad the entire season. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, Anderson was in the XFL, like, getting ready to play in the XFL last week before we called him. Um, And now, as I always try to, like, to poke holes in my own arguments, uh, you can point to Kyron Williams not really playing last year. Uh, and then being basically the guy from day one this year. But he was injured for the first half of the season, and then he did play. Like, he was playing in the second half of last year. He didn't do much. He didn't play a ton. Uh, but he was out there touching the ball. He had a carry uh, between weeks 10 and 17. He touched the ball every week. Uh, week 18, he did not. But he was out there. And that was with Cam Akers lighting it up. So Zach Evans not playing in this game to me just kind of just that's it that I'm writing him off. 
drafted him over Puka Nakua. And that, there it is. The gauntlet has dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go home. Uh, the Lakers are currently playing. Did they? Are they winning? Is it over? Uh, they are currently losing, and it's not looking too good. One hundred and eight right. to ninety-six. Go watch the end. We'll catch Four up minutes, next. Minutes thirty-one week. left. <laughs> All right, go Sixers on Thursday. Go Rams on Sunday. Follow us on Twitter. It's Steve Ribeiro, Johnny Five Nut Six. Talk Rams. Prize picks code. Rams talk. Talk to you guys next week.